no matter what your job is, you're going to have to give presentations. Whether you're a sales professional, a business owner, or in your first job working your way up the corporate ladder, you're going to have to sell your ideas. And that can be a little scary, but it doesn't have to be. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, I am so excited to bring back Patrick Donatio. He has spoken nationally and internationally and trained thousands of leaders and their teams in a variety of industries, from Fortune 100 companies and associations. In his desire to help C-suite executives and all leaders grow their people, Patrick has taken his decades of experience and crafted a results-based process detailed in his book, Communicating with Impact. And today, Patrick is going to share tips on how you can communicate with impact. Patrick, welcome to the show. Hello, Lorraine. Hey, it is so nice not just to have you here, but have you back. Those of you who have been regular followers of the show know that Patrick did a fabulous episode about a year ago, specifically on the impact process. And today we've brought him back to talk about presentations. So if you're ready, Patrick, I'd love to dive in. I'm ready. Okay. I have to give a presentation. So let's start at the beginning. How do I open my presentation to really pull in my audience? Well, you know, Lorraine, first thing I want our listeners to think about is when you do an outline, you want to kind of craft up your content. But I like to actually ask one simple question. What's the reason why I'm in front of this audience? And when you answer that question, that's going to start to get you thinking about an opening. Now, a lot of people want to open up with, good morning, good afternoon. I'm Patrick Donatio. I want to talk today about blah, blah, blah. And I don't want your listeners to do that. I want them to have a hook. Mm -hmm. So let me give you a couple quick examples of how you could hook people at the beginning. You could do it with the question. Have you found yourself struggling with how to get more done in less time? Hi, I want to talk today about some simple tools that we can offer you. Boom, you see, pull them in with a question. You could open up with a startling statistic. Did you know that 83% of people struggle with whatever? Good morning. I'm so you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Pull them in right away. Make them be intrigued. Then introduce yourself. Then go through all the basic housekeeping. You know it. That is such a good example of great communication structure. I always tell people when they're writing a brochure or a website, don't lead with who we are because your audience doesn't care until they know that your message is going to be valuable. And what you just explained is. The same is true when you're opening a presentation. Exactly. It's all about them, right? Mm-hmm. And so once you've proven that you've got them in mind, now they're like, okay, so who is this dude and what has he got to say to me and what are his credentials? Yes. And one last tip, Lorraine, I usually write the opening last. So once I've finished the whole presentation, then I'll say to myself, what's the best way to introduce this? So a lot of people want to jump in and write the opening, but don't think about the opening at the beginning. Think about it after you're all done and say, now, what's the best way to introduce this? And another quick tip, somewhere in your presentation, you are, you already may have an opening and you just pull it out like maybe it's four minutes in. You go, oh, wait a minute, that's the opening, that startling statistic. Or wait a minute, that little story, if it's a longer presentation, there's the opening. 
absolutely. That's great instruction, whether you are verbally presenting or writing a report or writing a blog post. Very often the title emerges from the content, yes. not the other way around. I love it. Okay. So I've got their attention. I gave them a startling statistic that 90% of customers want X, Y, or Z. They're on the edge of their seat. Now, how do I keep them engaged through 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour? Yes. Well, what you don't do is you don't read it and you don't do a book report and you don't drone on, right? So my philosophy, and this is so critical, even in you know the last 10 years, but even in the last 19, 20 months, is that people are very impatient, whether we're doing a live presentation and even more so virtually. So here's the secret, Lorraine. Every three to five, two to three minutes, you want to do something that's going to break the monotony. Oh, okay. How do you break the monotony? So one way to do that is add in what I call these engaging techniques. Let me give you a couple quick examples. First of all, make sure you have energy in your voice and your body language. So changing your vocal volume. You know what? I want to share a little secret now as we get into our next point, right? Or, oh my gosh. And then you like you get loud because you know. So that's one way to break it up every two to three minutes. Another way is if you're in a big room or a stage moving. So you walk and I call the technique plant and deliver. So if you're going to walk to the left, walk on a throwaway line and then stop and plant and deliver the most important point. Mm -hmm. So movement is one technique. Visuals, right? Again, if you're live or even virtual, having powerful slides, having slides that include wonderful pictures and changing them on a regular basis and using animation. I'll tell mm -hmm. you what you don't want to do. You don't want to have a slide with 9,000 paragraphs up <laughs> on the screen. And then you keep it up there for five minutes. And while you're talking, the audience is looking for typos or thinking, I can't even read that. <laughs> Absolutely. Or worse yet, you're reading it and all they're thinking is, he can go home and I could just, he could just send me the slide. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we got body language and movement. We have visuals. And then, of course, we have other ways like, well, let me just share, I forgot to mention, I want people to think about engaging the audience in three ways, physically mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. So we talked about physical, right? Movement and eye contact. Mentally is by asking a good question, a rhetorical question, or giving the audience a chance to think. Or one of my favorite techniques is, you know what, we're going to spend a couple minutes talking about what you do or how you struggle with your openings. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I want you to write down what's your biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. And you ask the audience to write something down by themselves. And here's a quick idea about engagement. You want to warm the audience up. So don't just start thinking they're going to participate. So what I'd like to do if I want audience participation in a training session, for example, is give them a moment to write the thought down. Then I ask for people to share it because now they've had a chance to think about it. And then maybe I'll have them go find a partner. That is a great, great technique. I'm going to share one of my favorites when you're doing like a webinar. Uh-huh. I always open the same way. People have been through a lot of my webinars and probably bored. Hey, I just want to check that you guys can hear me and that the chat's working. So go ahead and say hello in the chat. And what that does is it breaks the ice. They figure out where the chat is. Right. And all of a sudden throughout the entire presentation, they are more comfortable 
asking questions, especially if I've acknowledged and said hello by name to people as the names appear in the chat. Yes. And that's another way to engage people emotionally is using their name Mm -hmm. and find a way to do that as often as possible, whether it's virtual or live. So physically and mentally by asking good questions and having intriguing stories and examples. So I always encourage my clients, keep a story file. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that I find is most interesting for people is to hear our stories. And don't just have all success stories. Have some failure stories. Because people like that. They like to hear when we've, we've really struggled. <laughs> you know, they 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 want to learn from your mistakes so they don't make them. Exactly. You know, everybody loves a good train wreck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as no one's killed. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But, yep. you know, laying on the side of the road. Yep. They're good. Yeah. Okay. So I've opened, I have engaged and now it's time to wrap up. And my goal with wrapping up is I want to leave the audience going, man, she was great. I want more. I want them to take the next step. How do I close powerfully? Well, just like the opening, I think your closing has to be crafted in advance and rehearsed. Mm-hmm. So you write your opening, you rehearse it out loud, you write your closing and you rehearse it out loud. And let me tell you why, before we talk about how to do the closing, I want to tell you why it's so important to have a variable closing. It's because that's the last impression you're going to make. I remind all my coaching clients, never close on Q&A. You know, and, and Lorraine, just I know you know this, but why do you think it's not a good idea to close on Q&A? Well, because the last question may be flat. <laughs> your answer may be flat or the last question may not happen and you're just kind of, okay, then thank you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not opposed to taking questions. I just want to remind all our listeners that you always want to have that final 30 second, 45 second closing remark. So if you do take questions, just say, look, before we wrap up, I'm going to leave a final thought. I'd like to take a few questions. Then you, you, you get to a point where you take your last question and then you deliver that rehearsed in advance planned closing. So, Know it in advance practice. Now, let's talk about the closing. I have a great tool I've uncovered. It's in my book uh, on the T chapter called Transform. And it's asking yourself this simple question to get clarity around how I'd like to close. And here's the question, Lorraine. If I only had 60 seconds to deliver this whole presentation, what would I want them to know or remember? Mm-hmm. And then you write out whatever that is. And then you look at that and you go, okay, now that is the key that I want to begin to craft my closing around. Now, sometimes, believe it or not, Lorraine, whatever you wrote down, that might be the close. It could be perfect. That happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. If it's not exactly what you want, though, you look at that and you say, now, how do I take that theme? And then what do I do? Do I have a closing question, a closing quote, a closing comment? And then you craft something up so that it allows people to leave feeling really good about being with you for that past 10, 15, 20 minutes. And it drives home that main point. Awesome. Okay. So as we are wrapping up, I want my audience to know a couple of things. Number one, I want them to know where to find you beyond just patrickdenadio.com. Where can they read more about your adventures or connect with you? Well, I'd love to connect on LinkedIn. So just go to LinkedIn and look for Patrick Donatio and link with me and we can have a conversation. And if you do join with me on LinkedIn, I'd be more than happy to send you. I've written an article on seven ways to engage virtual audiences. So if you join me on LinkedIn, uh, request it and I'll send it to you. So LinkedIn or my website are both good places. And of course, you can always email me 
It's easy. Patrick at patrickdonaudio.com. Awesome. And so now I want you to leave my audience wanting more. I want to close like I close every presentation. I hope you picked up a couple things you want to do differently. And by the way, I encourage everybody listening. Um, to, number one, be aware that making presentations is a very common fear. A lot of people struggle with that. So don't don't beat yourself up about it. And number two, every time I make a presentation, answer these two questions. What did I do well with this presentation? And what can I do better the next time? So I hope you got a couple of great ideas. And I'm going to close with my favorite quote by a very famous person. Here's the quote. Nothing changed until you change. So take one of the ideas and put it into practice. And the author of that quote is me. <laughs> awesome. Patrick, thank you so much. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for episodes of More Than A Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode.